welcome back. Welcome back and thank you very much for joining me yet once again for this exciting new episode continuing on to our series of in you know highlighting Canadian pharmacy innovators. Today it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to none other than Dr. Shelley Morgan. If you haven't already heard about her, well, you're going to hear about her today. Dr. Morgan graduated with a Doctor of Pharmacy degree from the State University of New York Buffalo School of Pharmacy in 2002. Previously, she obtained a Bachelor's of Science in Biology and Environmental Sciences from the University of Western Ontario. Upon graduating, she worked in a community pharmacy in the U.S. and as a clinical pharmacist at the Chidoki McMaster in their renowned ABI, ABI and Stroke programs. Holding words of wisdom and advice close to her heart by her father, she continually looks at problems, making every effort to find a solution. Her father's words have guided Shelley's visionary spirit and have channeled her instinctual entrepreneurial journey. Fiercely solution-focused, she is the co-founder and CEO of RX Billing Genie, an app that assists pharmacy staff save valuable time when processing prescriptions. And if we know of anything, pharmacists in community pharmacy especially do not have the time. So I look forward to unwrapping what this app is all about, um, but also learning about you know what motivated her to build this app. But let's not forget, it was so well received that her co-founder and herself were featured on the cover of Pharmacy Practice and Business Magazine for January, February of 2022. She's also been added as an author and a co-author for multiple um, literary creations, uh, which also add to her extensive list of achievements. As a part-time staff pharmacist at a community pharmacy in her hometown of Oakville, Ontario, Shelby remains true to her calling in helping others, including her patients and her peers. So it gives me great joy and pleasure to welcome Shelley to this conversation. We are going to be unpacking quite a lot in this conversation, especially going from being that pharmacist to being that pharmacist innovator. Um, Shelly is a true example of that, um, and it gives it's an immense pleasure for me to have this conversation with her, where I'm certain that you and I will be learning together from her of you know what motivated her to push those boundaries, create the change that she really was looking for. So without further ado, Please welcome Dr. Shelley Morgan to this conversation. Okay, welcome back. And now we have Dr. Shelley Morgan joining us. Shelley, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. I am super, super excited to, you know, kind of unwrap a lot of themes in our conversation today. Uh, I think what you have achieved with RX Billing Genie, but just as even your journey as a pharmacist has been inspirational. Um, and I can't wait to share this message with our audience through this conversation. Thank you so much for making this time. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Aska. I really appreciate it. Thank I'm looking you. Looking forward to meet, chatting with you today. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I think it's all about you. You're on the spotlight today. Uh, I want to know, uh, you know, let's start off with this question that I ask all my guests. All, um, you know, this is, a, I think, again, it shows you that a pharmacist pathway, career pathway can go so many different ways. Tell me about your journey, like, you know, from being a pharmacist in the community to being a creator and an innovator of this amazing product. How did that happen? Walk us through that. <laughs> well, it was a big uh, uh, gap, actually. So when I first graduated um, from pharmacy school, I started in the hospital at McMaster in a rehab mm -hmm. hospital. I was there for a couple of years. And then in between all that, I decided to have three children and wow. then <laughs> took like 10 years off of uh, work. So that was a really long, long time. Lovely kids. But yes. um yeah, that was a, quite a change. Absolutely. Uh, becoming a stay-at-home mom. 
And then when I decided to go back, I had to go from my part B back to my part A. Right. Which was a little stressful because by when I came back to pharmacy, there was my um, pocket therapeutics used to fit in my lab coat. And when I came back to order to study it, I'm like, oh my God, it's massive. <laughs> so they're, you know, coming, have those changes over 10 years is a lot yes. in, in our field, right? Absolutely. So that I was, and then I was lucky enough, I volunteered and then and got my, uh, took the test and got my part A back. Um, so then instead of working in the hospital at that time, I was working in the community. So I started back in 2015 working mm -hmm. in the community, just part-time, which I'm doing now. Um, but being an, a pharmacist who almost is like a new pharmacist, because I've been out for so long and yes. I never worked in community pharmacy in Canada before. Mm -hmm. I only worked in community pharmacy in the States. Right. So everything was kind of new. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> especially the insurance and billing and stuff that always drove me absolutely batty. So yep. <laughs> my pet peeves. But I now, you know, I've been in been in community for many years and I love it. I love, you know, I love the hospital for its clinical reasons and I love the community for its interactions mm -hmm. with the patients. You see them when they're just married then you see them pregnant then you see the baby and then so it's it's a different uh, environment both great in their own respects absolutely absolutely and i think it's incredible that you were able to manage and overcome so many different phases of life you know it's like <laughs> let's just talk about personal and professional like having three children absolutely like taking that 10 years to raise a family and then like you know entering into a profession which has evolved in those 10 years um going from hospital pharmacy into community pharmacy going from the u.s community pharmacy to canadian pharmacy like how do you do this? I have no idea. Wow, that sounds um, like a lot. Jeepers, <laughs> when you put it like that. <laughs> it definitely, like, my, I'm just like, whoa, I have a newfound, even more respect than I had before. Like, you know, I, I think it takes a lot of courage, right, to to be able to navigate so many changes all in a very short period of time. Absolutely. It takes a lot of courage. Um, And, you know, kind of, I guess, I'm now it doesn't make me surprised as to why you were able to innovate and and you know kind of why you're so passionate about solving problems is, is because you you I think you, it's an inherent quality of yours where you're just able to yeah, take yeah, on challenges. Always try and solve a problem. Absolutely. Try and solve it. So yes, definitely. Absolutely. So you know when when did RX Billing Genie came into existence? When was the idea created, and how did you go about you know kind of creating that? Because you know when when I look at it, it's like wow, this requires a lot of prep work, like expertise, even like you know how how did you do this? Tell me, because I'm just like as a pharmacist, my mind's blown. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. You can tell them Aska because. Before we started this uh, this podcast, everybody, I didn't know how to change my name on my <laughs> on my screen. So Aska had to walk me through it. So that should kind of give you a basis of my computer and tech savvy knowledge. So if you have any fear of oh I don't know what to do, don't use me as your example. Anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. So initially, the um, how it all came about was it was funny enough. I have my my middle son is a real tech tech genius he's like you know compared to me right but uh -huh. he's built computers for him and I think he's built like 10 computers for all his friends and stuff. wow parents and 
So I was just on Facebook and I saw this ad that says, oh, how to build an app without knowing how to code. And it was like an hour long seminar. It's like, well, that's interesting. Maybe I'll just sit in and maybe tell my son about it. So mm -hmm. I'm sitting through this seminar and she's like, it's, it's app without coding boot, boot camp. And she says, is there something, at, what do you do for a living? Is there something mm. at work that drives you crazy? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Billing drives me bonkers. Yes. Right. Cause I've never, I was never really good at it. Cause like I said, I, I did all my stuff in the U S and community pharmacy. So I, even less so over here. Exactly. And then I only, I work part-time. So it's hard to kind of get a rhythm when you're only there yes. a couple of days a week. So it's hard to get a rhythm. Hard to, so the frustration of billing and getting those rejections always drove me batty. And, and in this seminar, she's like, well, is there a way you could fix it? And they gave you different platforms on how apps work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I can make a digital billing binder. So as we know, like every, every pharmacy has their cheat yes. sheets and billing binders and post-its. If this interaction comes in, uh, rejection comes up, put this in, but there are thousands of them. So yes. I said, there's got to be a better way. So that's that's kind of how it came about. It was in 2019. I saw it for my son. And then by, so that was November. And then I said to my pharmacy assistant, who at that time at our workflow, this pharmacy assistants were doing the billing mm -hmm. and then I would do the, the check. But now we flipped that. Now I'm doing the billing. Wow. So she was, I said, you know what? I'm terrible at billing. Um, you want to work on this with me? Oh. <laughs> so Nicola, my partner said, okay, great. And she used to be a paralegal. So she's really into all those little details, details and stuff that kind of drive me a little bonkers after. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it was a great team. Cause and then I, when I thought of this idea, actually, before I said that to her, I said, so how much time do you spend on the phone calling for intervention codes a month? And right. she's like, well, maybe 10, 15 hours a month. I said, a month. Wow. on the phone like this and trying to and I was like that's unpaid work mm -hmm. it adds frustration to the workers ourselves yes. yes better believe they're staring at you over the glass what's taking so long what's taking so long and you know it just you know as you you're on the phone you just see the baskets piling up because you know we can only do so much right yes so I said well you know this is a problem I think I have a really a good solution and like you said, because we have all, you know, we have Green Shield, ESI, Assure, ODB, we have them all once you open up the um, app. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a lot of information. But once you distill all that information, it'll make your life easier. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened. Is, and now I, I was um, in another meeting. They're like, when's the last time you've called them uh, for uh, insurance company? I'm like, I haven't had a clear insurance company in months. Right. Like, I just, I'm like, oh there you go. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no, none of this yes. thing on the phone all day with, you know, you're cricking your neck. So it's just made my life so much easier, even at work. I can imagine. And, and you know what, like, I think you hit a very big pain point and a lot of community pharmacists and pharmacy staff for that matter, like, you know, in their day-to-day -day life. And, you know, if today's times are any reflection, like we are busier than we have ever been before um and i think any minute you can shave off like you know that that can be used to do something else which leads to productivity in any way shape or form 
I'm pretty sure picking a staying on hold for like, you know, somebody to come up on the other line is not productive in exactly. any way, shape or form. Right. And it's taking away your staff from the work that they could be helping you with as a pharmacist or a pharmacy tech or, you know, as I can I can already see a lot of use cases of how a simple app like that you have built. I'm sure it's not simple, but it's something like, you know, that the innovation that you have built, it, it can save so many minutes and so many hours in in a month. I can I can already imagine this. And let's also not, uh, you know, let's be very clear, like, you know, building is also becoming very complicated. You know, we are receiving new products. We're buildings changing in terms of how, especially like biologics and all those high drug cost values. Like I'm sure those are a whole different beast to deal with. So mm-hmm. tell us, like, you know, in terms of what can what can somebody expect when they sign up with RX Building Genie? Like, you know, what are the types of services or what supports uh, would they be receiving once they sign up for your service? Well, like I said, it's it's we've basically distilled all the pharmacy manuals mm-hmm. from all the insurance companies. So you'll have them at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And then we also have like um, kind of things that were, would help me that made my life a little bit easier. Like in our menu, you might want to, the vaccinations, the ones that mm. we were, were able to do, I can never remember. So you know what I did? I took a picture of them, put them in my contacts. And then if somebody said, can you do that? I'd look in my phone and look my contact. Oh yeah, that's on our list. Ah. Or billing glucometers. <laughs> so oh here's how you build these glucometers um how to do your how to build the covid vaccination mm-hmm. flu vaccination although the covid really hasn't gone away but for us usually the flu is every year so you know a year later yes. i kind of oh how do you build that again i like how to need a refresher so it's nice to just have those things at your mm. fingertips got it just Thank some you. some highlight um issues but yeah like I said, it has all all the uh, insurance companies uh-huh. and across Canada. Wow. And uh, yeah, we're working in, in various provinces as well. So it's kind of exciting. And like I said, it just it just saves everybody just yes. time and frustration. And, and when I think about, you know, especially um, for relief pharmacists, mm-hmm. you're working nights and weekends, holidays. There's no insurance company to call to, to yeah. correction. You make a mistake or at least don't have a second opinion mm-hmm. and you get clawed back three months later. Like these are things that we can save ourselves that hassle. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, what you have created, um, you know, it seems like it all incorporates both private payers, but also public payers in there as well. And this is across Canada. So I can only like, you know, I, I feel like this would be a huge blessing for anyone, regardless of where they where they practice. And I can, I can, I can only see myself doing this, right? Like as a relief pharmacist, if I'm going to a pro, uh, like, you know, practice in a store where I have no clue what they're like, you know, what the billing practices right. are like or anything like that, this would be perfect, like in terms of a handy book. But even for a new practitioner or a seasoned practitioner with all the new changes that are coming up, I can already see so many different cases of how this can be such a useful time saver for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um how you know how has the uh what has been some of your highlights since you have created this because this is a fairly new creation so uh, you know how has what are have what any highlights or achievements you wish to uh, you know, highlight my partner are we're on on the cover of the canadian just uh, think a month or two before your cover <laughs> it was big shoes to fill practice. let me just say that pardon <laughs> It was big shoes to fill. Let me just say that. It was not easy. I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I have done enough to be even on there. 
So yeah, so that was you know one of those exciting yes. things. Also to be partnered with the Canadian Pharmacy Association, wow. be listed on their website as a uh, service uh, that they uh, support. So that was really exciting. So those are like one of the two big ones, you know. Also, after a year uh, after coming up with this idea, a year later we were on the Google Play and store and the Ooh, that's amazing the iTunes store. Yes, I had to remember. I have a Samsung, so, you know, I'm not that hip, so. <laughs> hey, listen, I think what you have accomplished is nothing short of, uh, you know, it was an ambitious task that you started off with. Um, but I think the fact that you were able to bring that creation to life um, mm -hmm. and, it, you know, the fact that it's now available so that people can use it. Um, and I think in itself is a huge accomplishment and you should definitely pat yourself in the back because um, <laughs> as a pharmacist, I know how difficult it is to envision something, um, but then to actually follow through with it. Uh, it's a right. lot more difficult, right? And I think you're in a way, I think you're an inspiration because you are actually, you know, allowing pharmacists the time to think bigger than what they're already thinking right now by saving them time in the form of RX Billing Genie. Um, I really do feel like, you know, any minute that you save to do something else, like, you know, if you can fuel it towards the goal and the ideas that you have, you just never know where those ideas take you. Like, for example, like you signed up for a course, an hour <laughs> seminar, and look at where son. you are today. <laughs> Yeah, because thought it would be interesting for your son, but I totally agree with that. Even myself, if I'm working and I have the bad stapler, like I'm like, mm -hmm. like he shouldn't be irritated by a stapler. Right. Like, you know, the, it's even those anything that takes away from what you're supposed to be doing is like a sucking, you know, energy exactly. out of you for no reason. So exactly, exactly, and it's and you know, think of it in a community pharmacy. It's not just one human being. You're dealing with multiple human beings. It's you, your staff, your patients, their families, and God knows whatever the patient the had phones, to deal with. Yeah, the phone's <laughs> ringing, and oh, I have a question about yes over the counter. So the, you're 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 going through many different touch points. Yes, exactly. I, I think you should definitely brand this as a mental health well being app as well because I really do feel <laughs> like it has a benefit there too. Um, I know. I <laughs> I agree because you know when you're listening on the phone they're like your time is important to us I'm like no it's not it's not no it's not <laughs> I wouldn't be seeing one hour on my phone right now if I it know. was that important <laughs> I know I know I know I hear you right but I was saying even even with with that like I was saying I hadn't talked uh called an insurance company in mm. like at least two months if not more because even in our in our thing it says if you if you put in a rejection code that you've received and it says oh there's no intervention code the patient must call their uh employer mm -hmm. or their thing like even that just saves you the time because you're not on cold to listen to say oh sorry we can't even help you they have to call so yes. even if I, I i look at that i'm like oh sorry you have to call <laughs> <laughs> next right it, it saves you that time though because that would have been at least let's say on minimum five to ten minutes of your time minimum yeah minimum uh we're not talking click through all these different Exactly, exactly. And you're expediting that and making sure that if the patient needs that information, it's right there for you to give to that patient instead of mm -hmm. you trying to look around everywhere and figure out. Because I remember my days in the community pharmacy and I was just like you, I was not happy with the way the billing situation was. I'm like, do I need to do this? Do I need to right, right. do I need to answer this question? Because it's not my expertise to be answering in the first place. Uh, you know, like that's that. And I think it needs to be like, I, I really do feel like it's a burden on pharmacists now. Uh, yeah. Over And it's getting more and more being pushed towards the pharmacist to kind of help navigate patients in billing territories, yes. right? Yes. I really um, so I really I do. Agree. 
this is this is this is a fantastic app and now you know it's always a curious mind of mine um as always you know when you're starting to create a change because I feel like the product you have created is one of its kind in Canada that's for sure we do not have any competitors that I know of and I'm sure you have other than other than the three hold binder so there you go (laughs) really the competitor right you are really pushing the status quo and and you know I, I I know how difficult it is to push that um I know you know the 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 friction you face when you're trying to implement change. What, how did you overcome that? You know, what were some challenges you faced as you were trying to launch this product and and, and get people excited about it? But, uh, you know, any challenges you faced that you would wish to share with the audience? It's kind of, it's, it is a little bit of a, you know, pushing that rock up the hill yes. <laughs> because, because you just say RX Billage will help you. With, like, you, I, I think who's ever into industry kind of understands what I'm saying, a digital mm. billing binder, database. But then you have to think, a good. we still use faxes in yes. our in our day-to-day. So, you know, it is, um, I think, a learning. It, it's, it has an, it needs an educational piece. Mm-hmm. So speaking with you, hopefully getting this out to as many pharmacists as possible so they can kind of understand, oh, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because once I sit down with anybody for five minutes, they're like, oh, it's so simple. Why? <laughs> of course, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So it's just that I think our our barrier right now is just educating mm. our colleagues out there and, and learning about what we do and how we can how we can really help them. Absolutely. And I really do hope that, you know, the audience who's listening in and tuning into this conversation, um, I really do hope that they will check out your product because mm-hmm. I have seen your website. I've seen what is the potential it holds. And I really do wish that, you know, the more uptake there is, I think mm-hmm. um, the more benefit people will gain out of it. Uh, and even for you, it'll be like a guiding force to, you know, to the future where you'll be able to design right. and cater to those needs. Like once there's a demand for it, right? And and what is working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you though. It's an uphill battle, but you know what? I think you have some great partners and you have aligned yourself so well and your vision is so clear that I'm certain that RX Bill and Genie will be very well received by a profession. Um, and I you truly do wish uh, that everyone at least gives it a go and reaches out to you yeah. for a demo at least uh, so mm-hmm. that they know what exactly Sorry, yeah. they are working with and then you can a- answer any questions that they may have. So we'll be yeah. tagging the link down below um, in the in the description box of this podcast so that, you know, if anyone wishes to reach out to you, we'll, we'll link you there so that they can they can directly get connected with you and also ask any questions that should, they may have. But speaking of, yeah, you know... Favorite. absolutely so least we can do and I really like you know I think Canadian uh, pharmacy landscape has changed so much during the pandemic you know where we have seen some great innovations such as yours um, you know come to light and and I really like you know that's the purpose of this series is to really highlight what we have even in our own homeland like you know we don't truly sometimes appreciate the talent we have in our own country um, especially in our profession and I really do hope that you know, these conversations will excite pharmacists to push those boundaries, think outside of the box, you know, support each other. I think really it's a time where, you know, if somebody has created something, let's work with them to mm-hmm. support that innovation. Support. Partner, let's partner together so that we can work together. Because really, like, you know, our profession's needs are well best understood by ourselves. Like nobody else without that experience will be able to understand, just like you were able to create this you know, out of like, we all face this building issue, but you were able to create this, like, you know, it's like, like, it's mind boggling to me. So 
I really do hope that we are able to partner all. Let's all work together. You know, really, I think there's so yeah. much space for everyone to succeed. So let's all work together. Let's push each other up because um, yeah. really that's what we need as a profession. Uh, there's so many unique, exciting opportunities coming up. But I guess, and you know, again, like this is like, I know you have done some incredible work even outside of pharmacy. And I do also want to take some time to, you know, talk about that because we don't do that enough of, of like, you know, we don't toot our own horn. <laughs> so true. I said that all <laughs> We don't like to do that. Uh, so I want you to do that today. How's that? <laughs> you truly are an inspiration. Um, you know, I'm enjoying this conversation and, and what you have done. I know it's no small feat, uh, but you still chose to do it. And that in itself makes you an inspiration to so many of us, you know, how do you find that motivation? First of all, I think that's, that's always been a question that I have always been intrigued about is, you know, as a pharmacist, what motivates you to kind of, you know, not be happy with your surroundings, but find that drive to create something out of it? Because I feel that's where the bottleneck effect is for our profession is we all have solutions, but we never see them or bring them to life. But, but you did. <laughs> well, I'd have to say I'm, I'm, that's just kind of my personality. I've been inventing things and, and creating things all, since I was a little kid mm -hmm. all my life. So I've, I've done that. Um, mm -hmm. So th that's partly why. And I, you know, there's things that I thought of and created and, you know, they're on the market years later. I'm like, geez, why didn't I just do that? Why didn't I just do that? So, <laughs> so, true. so that, that's, that's, that's part of it that I said, you know what, now when these ideas come, somebody's, if I have the idea, eventually somebody else is going to have the idea. Yes. So why not me take the bull by the horns? Mm -hmm. Right. And, mm -hmm. and part of that is you kind of have to know yourself. I'm like yes. more like the big, I, I have the ideas and things. And like I had mentioned my partner, she's more about the little things. So sometimes, you know, you want to do it by yourself, but sometimes maybe it's best to get a partner. Yes. <laughs> Somebody who can compliment you. Absolutely. So I, I definitely think about surrounding yourself with the right people mm -hmm. and, and maybe a partner or business partner that can kind of complement uh, your, their strengths with your strengths. And then you can come up because all I know is if I didn't bring her on, I would probably still be trying to collect the data for all the insurance. Like I've just, that's just not one of my things. <laughs> and everybody, there's somebody, something for everybody, but that was not absolutely. one of my things. So I think by, that awareness definitely that you had helped you, right? Find that right partner. Right, right. And I said, you know what? It makes sense to bring somebody else who's going to help move this together forward yes. versus, oh, I have this great idea, but I'm just going to sit here with it by myself and not do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So um, to help me move forward would definitely be um, knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, mm -hmm. and then figuring out ways to fill those. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, that always makes me, um, th there's always a role in terms of, you know, how is, how do you see the role of technology? Like, you know, in because what you have created is technology here, right here, like a brand new way of, you know, interacting with community pharmacists um, and on pharmacy staff for that matter. How do you like, how do you see that role being optimized into like, you, or, you know, where do you see the future of RX Building Genie? I guess that's my question for more clarity. You know, how, how do you, how do you wish to take this forward? And, and what is it that you wish to accomplish with RX Building Genie in the next, say, let's say five to 10 years from now? Well, that'll be fully integrated into our pharmacy software. Mm. 
that's probably the biggest one. And um, that way, you know, it, it really only takes like three clicks. Yes. <laughs> but, wow. you know, one less click would be great. So, yes. but uh, that, that kind of uh, integration mm-hmm. and just working on our, our whole workflow from intake to processing and, and handing it to our patient in the most efficient way possible while reducing errors and mistakes and things like that. Like, you wow. know, like I said, if you're not on the phone and you're doing this and back and forth, that, that's when, you know, mistakes can happen or something can fall through, you know, you exactly. can focus on what you're doing. Exactly. And I like that vision of yours because it, it will be basically like, you know, even, even less than now three clicks, because if it's integrated into the pharmacy uh, workforce, like, you know, it workflow, sorry, it would basically automatically be working behind uh, the scenes, right? Like doing the work that it needs to do without you even having to prompt it or whatever else that needs, needs to be done. So, you know, I really do wish you all the best. And I hope that vision comes to life because God, we know how important this is <laughs> and how time saving this is. Um, but, you know, I know you this was a purely an initiative of yours that you kind of undertook by yourself um, you know how else would you have felt better supported from a profession standpoint um, you know especially when you're trying to bring a new product to life and and you know trying to innovate and and kind of pushing that status quo would there was there any supports you thought would have helped you bring this product to life uh, sooner or you know or let's say uh, that may have helped you along the, your journey to create this product something you didn't know that you learned the harder way. Um, Well, I'd have to say one of the things that really helped, Mm -hmm. I was really lucky or blessed as my mom would say, um, in my building, I have RMP. Wow. Right. And um, I was, I was uh, dealing with her office for, you know, just questions and medical Mm -hmm. pharmacy. And I said, so what do you guys even do up there? Like, I don't even know. I vote, but I don't know what you do. And they're like, oh, we help with immigration or businesses. Oh, business. This is just when I had the idea in like 2019. Uh-huh. And I said, really? And then I met with her and we talked and I told her like what, what I was doing. And, and Nicola and I met with her and she's like, oh, you need to um, go to Haltech. So wow. there's these regional innovation centers. There's 18 in Ontario. And they help you if you have a tech idea. Mm. From even if you just have the idea, we were we actually had a working um, what they call an MVP, a minimum viable product. So we actually had a working product. Mm-hmm. But you went there and they had help with everything. So kind of mm-hmm. even with, you know down to the business plan, finding your target audience. All so it was very helpful. And I would never. And the only reason I found out about that was a fluke because they're in my building. Wow. Right. So I always tell people about that. Like you know, check out these regional innovation center because. They're there for us. We already pay taxes. They're free of charge. And you get access to mentors that you would have to pay thousands of dollars a month for. Wow. That's covered. So that was, that really helped us avoid a lot of pitfalls. A lot of pitfalls. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think now you have just, you know, shared that with the with the audience and I'm hoping that they will tap into those resources um, and, ho- oh, you know, definitely. and, hopefully also benefit the same way where you were able to see your product to life. But I, I agree, like it's meeting the right people at the right time. Networking Somehow, and sometimes. talking. And exactly. you have to be able to, and I think that's one of pharmacists' strong suits. So yes. we are able to talk to people. Absolutely. We can make any any stranger uh, a family, <laughs> to be exactly. honest. Exactly. I really, I really, and I think that's why I, I love the community part so much. Like, you know, you really become 
absolutely part of, part of their family. So, so definitely networking and, yes. and, and that's one of our strengths is our ability to, to feel comfortable to talk to complete strangers about the most intimate things in the world. So therefore, if you can talk to them about that, you can talk to them about your business idea. Absolutely. <laughs> that's nothing compared to. Exactly, exactly. And you know what, you you hit a strong point home, because oftentimes, you know, when I speak with uh, potential innovators who are like, you know, who are trying to get my, I guess, my opinion on what do you, what do they think about this? And they're always so hush hush about it. And, and, you know, not trying to be like, don't say this to anyone. Da, 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 da. I understand, like, you know, there's some intellectual property, absolutely right. understandable. Um, But at the same time, you just like you mentioned, network and find those right people who you can trust and go to so that you know that they'll give you the right feedback, but they'll also support you in your vision and not necessarily, you don't have to be worried about, oh my God, like, is my idea now going to be stolen? Um, and you know what? The, unfortunately, that's life. Uh, it Sometimes those things happen. But, but at the same time, like if it's, if it's something you're so passionate about, no matter what happens, you will bring it to life in some way, shape or form. That's what I believe in. It's like, you know what? If the idea got stolen, no worries. The brain's mine. I can cook up more. <laughs> um, I have a friend that's a she's very successful and she's done all these amazing things. But and she was talking to a, a mentor, and she's like, "Okay, just between you and me." And the mentor is like, "Listen, you could give everybody the playbook to what you did, and they still couldn't do it." <laughs> right. So some things, if it's meant for you, it's meant for you. Yes. Be smart uh, about it, of course. But absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, you do have to network and meet people, or you could be passing up, you know, amazing opportunities. And like I said, with our MP, Pam Damoff, I was like, I never even knew what they could do. And then until I said, oh, so what do you, and it was just a simple question. What do you do? Right. Oh, really? <laughs> and then that's where all this came from. And I couldn't tell you how, like the value of what we received from Hall Tights was tens of thousands of dollars, I would guess. So wow, just, just with their knowledge of their, of their, um, mm-hmm there that 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 are volunteers that are there to help you so absolutely absolutely and i i truly do believe like you know it, yes it's not um something but that's very focused to our profession but at the same time i think when you're innovating you can't always have a narrow vision either right. you need to have a pretty wide open vision otherwise your product is going to be in a very niche and the market is going to be super small sized as well yeah but you right? learn from other people and they're different exactly you know, different uh, things that might in the end help you for what you're doing. So absolutely. I mean, I think we all kind of, you know, take ideas and kind of adapt them to what meets our needs best. And for that, we need to get talking. So thank you very much for sharing that a uh, mm -hmm. huge wisdom, because I feel like um, it's something uh, we have not talked about on this podcast yet. So I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really glad that we are having this conversation about this uh, right now. Um, and I think uh, that is, I think, another thing that we can do better as a profession is, is you know, creating and nurturing these innovators, especially once you're out of school, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I have been out of school for now about 10 years. Um, and I remember, like, our entrepreneurship curriculum was pretty negligible, but it was still considered ahead of its time at that point in time. Uh, we had like a business pitch competition, like you know, it was one of the first, I think we were one of the first years to be able to have that. But it was it was a new experience, right? And 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 I and now like, you know, now that I'm out of school, it's like, I always wonder like, huh, how can we like promote innovation within our profession? And, and, you know, give that safe space, right, where pharmacists, if they're willing to come in and pitch your, 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 innovation and see you know what is the feedback you can receive like you know I remember the business pitch we had like 
we received such incredible feedback about things we did not think of, did not even think about. But I feel like that's kind of missing. Once you pass schooling, it's like there's really mm-hmm. no such program available. Um, but I think where that gap is being fulfilled by those innovation centers that you mentioned. So I think those are some great resources. And we'll try to link them down below for if anyone mm-hmm. wishes to, uh, you know, check those out as well. Oh, definitely. Yes. And no, thank you for sharing that. Um, speaking of that, though, I know you had recently also had a conversation at a at a business and education partnership um, and you were a guest speaker. I uh, would love to, you know, kind of talk a little bit more about that as well, because uh, I feel like, you know, you're really alleviating a lot of barriers, but also, you know, I think inspiring a lot of newer minds to, you know, take up pharmacy or or be you know consider pharmacy and I think that is needed right now in our profession um we need to have a more inclusive and diverse profession um and I think uh you doing that definitely you know kind of works towards that vision so I'd love to hear more about that well it's kind of funny it started off when I was a kid actually myself wow um it was funny my dad always dreamed of me becoming a pharmacist from I was like little tiny he just thought it was the most he thought he was a minor Okay. I grew up in Sudbury, way up north, about five hours north of here. And he just thought it was brilliant that John, the pharmacist, I still remember his name, had two pharmacies and didn't have to work in one. And still, <laughs> like he, my, my dad, you know, it, it was just mind boggling to me. He's like, that's amazing. And he's like, don't be a doctor because your life is never your own. You'll yes. be on the paper. I was like, yeah, you're right, dad. <laughs> so, and to tell you the truth, when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was wear the executive look, wear a white lab coat and carry a briefcase. That's all I wanted to do. And I was <laughs> such a little chemistry, biology nerd, even little. My favorite gift as a child was a microscope that my mom <laughs> took off. Wow. <laughs> no, this, was, this was me. I was, I was, I'm a very interested kid, right? <laughs> but um, so I'd always wanted to be a pharmacist. And like I said, growing up in Sudbury, there's not a lot of representation yes. like me. Yes. But believe it or not, my mom found the only black female pharmacist in Sudbury and took me to meet her. She worked at a shopper's drug mart in New Sudbury Mall. And so I went and met her and we talked and she was encouraging and things like that. Right. That's amazing. So which is funny years later I was at uh, I think it was the OPA conference in Niagara Falls and I go in you know I'm going in by myself and I see this older black lady I sit down beside her and start talking and we start you're from Sudbury I'm from Sudbury did you work at New Sudbury Mall Shoppers Drug Mart yes do you remember a little kid coming in to see that was you I said oh my god well you know how many 20 years later or whatever you know i I run into this lady that helped start me on my journey and now I've completed a doctorate in pharmacy and I'm you know wow. it's kind of full circle so in my like my cheeks are like <laughs> in my in my heart like like that meant so much to me as a child as an adult when I and then seeing her later it's like guess what I did it I did it I'm like you know I was so excited and I'm you know, absolutely a woman with kids but it was just something from your childhood right yes so in my mind I always said boy I wish I could be out there so that kids that look like they can see some similarities in me you know I'm mm-hmm. a first generation my parents were immigrants from Jamaica I'm black I'm a, all those kind of things so I want other people to see me oh oh I'm like that in that way yes. or I'm like, they can find similarities in me as well and realize you know because my parents were not educated highly educated you know elementary right. school it was as high as they ever got so education was like like kind mm. of being I think a lot of first generation immigrants probably get yes. that, <laughs> that hammer 
Right? You so, got to learn and get a degree. That's a exactly. minimum. <laughs> exactly. So um, that's, that's what they taught me. And then I would just like to be out there for other people to see. So the, uh, the BEP in Waterloo um, have these different speaking engagements that they look for. They were looking to, I guess, increase their diversity mm -hmm. in, in STEM. And I'm like, well, that I would fit the bill. So I've done a couple of talks to students, older high school students. The last one I did was uh, grade seven and eights. And that was put together by junior achievement. Mm. And I was laughing because when I was a kid, I did junior achievement, which is an entrepreneur program all the way up in Sudbury. That I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know they're still around, but it's across the world. Wow. And it helps you as a, as when we were kids, you my product was keychains and they help you set up a business and make keychains and sell keychains. But, and I look, look at this, I'm here again and I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So it was, it was quite interesting. So I talked to them about STEM and then mm -hmm. also just being a pharmacist and also being an innovator and creating my own app and, and being the CEO of that company. So it was really, it's kind of this big circle, which is, yes. is kind of nice. And I just hope, okay, maybe, maybe these one of one child saw me speak and it kind of, well, maybe I could do that. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And, and it's amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, because, you know, I feel like um, it's, it's a conversation we need to have, um, so that we can create a profession that's inclusive, um, that's diverse, uh, where, you know, everyone feels represented, uh, heard. Um, but at the same time, also, like, you know, whatever the challenges may be, we are, we are working together as a team to alleviate those challenges. And I think what you are doing through these conversations and these talks that you're giving is incredible, because um you know I, I know um op ontario pharmacists association had a diversity they i think they still do they have a diversity task force which one of the the goals was to you know how do we create that um you know that ignite that inspiration um in those younger adults or younger teens um so that they they can they can pursue pharmacy um, and that, you know, we see pharmacy classes that are representative of the diversity that exists in Canada so that, um, you know, it's not predominant groups um, that are only continuously applying for these school programs. So I think what you're doing is really fitting that bill. And I, I you know, I, I hope you'll consider doing this, continue these conversations because we're, it's so important oh, that we we create a we create a diverse and yet an inclusive profession moving forward because our patients are so diverse and we need to make sure we we reach them. And it's true because there's a lot of you know when they see me and they can relate to me and they feel more comfortable. Yes. you know it's it it makes a difference. It really exactly it really does make a difference and it it improves their their healthcare outcomes if they feel comfortable to talk absolutely. to their absolutely absolutely and it, do you have any thoughts in terms of um you know what can we do as a profession to you know continue this this work and like you know continue this road towards inclusivity and and making sure that we're achieving this um on a year to year basis like any thoughts any ideas if oh, you I have say, if... i think we have to start young and you have to yes. you know if there's ways that we can go into the community in the education system and, and do things like that, doing mm -hmm. talks. So I remember even when my, my she's 13 now, but even when she was, I think four or five, I went into her class and did a talk about medication safety. And I had a blister filled with, you know, pills and candies to show them, you know, okay, this is dangerous and things like that. And, you know, let them smell some medications mm -hmm. like you know those can be dangerous but for them is to see oh she looks she looks like me and she's in a white lab coat and and you know 
it's it's those kind of things but we have to start young if we really if we really want to make a change and get in, in, introduce kids into a diverse group of kids into this mm-hmm. profession we really have to to do our part like we might not be able to do it as a group of pharmacists but if individual pharmacists like myself and yourself and do talks and things like that it, it will eventually it'll trickle down it'll Absolutely. trickle down and make yourself available as a mentor absolutely I think, I think it'll be really really helpful I agree. And thank you so much. Uh, thank you for that, because uh, I'll definitely, you know, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for your talks. But absolutely, I think we all have that responsibility on ourselves as well as individuals, as you rightly mentioned, to make sure that we are doing our parts in in making sure that we are inspiring the young minds, right, uh, in any way, shape or form, whatever that may be, so that they continue to understand why pharmacy and what pharmacists do. Because um, I think it's also part of awareness of That's our profession, true. too, right? Because a, very true. a lot of times people think we still count pills. Uh, well, we, you know, in Ontario, we now got prescribing authority, but uh, I, I know it's it's a long journey forward, but I think um, having innovative innovative minds like yourselves in as part of our professions, I, I'm confident that the future is bright <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for all of us. So as we wrap up this conversation, I do want to ask you a few questions. Uh, again, going back to the innovation hat that you are also wearing as an inventor, um, any advice for any pharmacists who are looking to bring their innovation to life? Um, you know, to, just about where to even get started. What any Anything that you'd like to share pearls of wisdom well I like I said I would first I had the idea and I said let me talk to a few pharmacists and like before I delved into mm-hmm. this, let me talk to a few pharmacists and and get their ideas and opinions and their what they could see as roadblocks mm-hmm. so you know you have a you everybody has a kind of a trusted group if not you can always email me a lovely <laughs> I'll take a swing at it but sometimes you know to, to yes. talk to some people who are in in, in the industry as well. And that was one of my, um, what I got from a lot from Paul tech and, and all the business people are saying, you're, you're, you are the, you know, the problem, you, yes. you know, so you are your ideal customer kind of thing. You're, mm-hmm. you understand the problem, you understand the pain points and you can relate to each other. Right. So it's easy. Of course, it's much easier if you, if you're trying to innovate within your wheelhouse per yep. se. So, so if you're innovating within your wheelhouse, and, and talking to other trusted people that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. who are, are you, you can't talk to somebody who's very, like, yes, is, isn't a very innovative or whatever. They'll say, oh, that's too hard. That's too hard. You need to talk to people who like can give you some constructive criticism and maybe some thoughts and ideas of, okay, well, that's a good idea. But do you think about adding this? Yes. You know, so those are the type of people. So first I'd start with that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, okay, if this, if, if you're getting the same idea, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Then I would definitely move on from there. And like I said, a place like Hall Tech, you can just go there with an idea. So if you, you know, already kind of vetted the idea, say, you know what, I'm serious about this. I, I, I think this, it warrants uh, more, more, um, more mm-hmm. work, more discussion. Go to a place like that, that they're, they're actual professionals there that are there to help you. Right. You know, so I would definitely start, start that way. Got it. Thank you very much for sharing that. I think uh, you have really given like two great pieces of advice uh, for anyone to like hit the ground running. Um, I feel like you have literally set them up for success by having those two conversations. And I agree with you, like, you know, having those challenging conversations, the sooner you have them, the better, because yeah. uh, you want somebody to challenge your idea yet support it. Uh, that's the type right. of people you want feedback from, right? You don't want it from somebody who will either shut it down completely or we'll just say, yes, yes, great work. 
work like you right, know right, right. but nothing else is coming back um so thank you very much for sharing that and I think lastly um how do you describe the future of digital health tech or pharmacy tech for that matter because I know that's your wheelhouse <laughs> Where do you see that going in the next five to 10 years? Um, and, you know, how, or what is your vision of that? Well, I think we definitely we have to be innovative because you can see things coming up on horizon like mm-hmm. Amazon and pill, you know, all these things that are, yes. are going to be affecting us in the community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll have to figure out ways to improve that. So like things like the minor ailments, things that, you know, they might not be able to get uh, virtually. Right. But they want to, they, and, and that relationship part, I think, mm. you know, really have to develop a relationship with your, your patients mm-hmm. so that they, they, they want you, they appreciate you and they, they come back and they trust you. Right. And I think many years we've always been, you know, within the top 10, if not the top as one of the most trusted, trusted. professions. Yes. So, you know, we really need to, to capitalize on that and, and follow through and make them trust us. So I think that will help whatever digital technological advances you make. They have to, you have to be able to trust you. And this is, in this world we've lived in the last uh, two and a half years of COVID, uh, trust and uh, rapport is, is a huge thing that we need to include. But I think technology will just make everything easier, mm-hmm. more streamlined, more efficient. I and, agree. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. And last question, because I always ask my guests this, because as a pharmacist, you know, where is the future of pharmacy headed in the next five, uh, five years? So how do you see the role changing? Well, I, you know, I think the 13 minor elements, I think, I think COVID probably um, fast forwarded a lot of things. Yes. Um, which, you know, has COVID, of course, has badly good thing but one of them you know it really fast forwarded us to realize mm-hmm. well we do a lot and we yeah. had already been doing a lot but I don't I think COVID allowed the rest of the community to see how much we actually do yes I think that was probably you know so it fast forwarded us in the minds of people I think because mm-hmm. everybody was closed your family doctor was closed everybody was closed except for us yes right so agreed and I think that that that's huge Mm-hmm. And so, as I mentioned about it, fast forwarding us um, in the eyes of our patients. And, and I think in our own minds, I, I think we realized pharmacists were really, we're very, we're very, um, what's the word? We don't toot our own horns. We're very quiet. We just put our head down and do, do the work. But I real, I think in this last two and a half years, it really put it, put it straight in our own minds, how, what a valuable team member we are. Yes. So I think if we can capitalize on this and keep moving forward, mm-hmm. um, pharmacy with the minor ailments and things like that, being more autonomous and doing and and managing things on our own and taking those burdens off off the family doc and off, off the healthcare system, I could definitely I definitely see us more like that, almost almost having our standalone office like a, any physician would be. Absolutely. You know, and, and working and working with the family physician to make sure this mm-hmm. patient is is uh, taken care of. And so things don't fall through the cracks. 
I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Sholly. Um, but before I before we end this conversation, um, I do want to wrap this up because you know you you brought some great points to to the front um, in this conversation today. Um, and obviously, you know, as you were talking about the future of pharmacy, I could not help but make this connection because you know you mentioned about pharmacists becoming these standalone clinics um, or offering these standalone clinics. And I, I feel like, you know, that is the future where we're headed in terms of clinical services. Um, but I also, I also, you know, cannot help but think of, you know, pharmacists have always been uh, projected as this most accessible healthcare provider. And, Amazing. you know, how do we continue to cater to that? Um, and, um, you know, I can only think of um, tapping into the potential of technology solutions like what you have created um, to, you know, kind of save that time so that you can give that time to your patients. Mm -hmm. And with that said, I do want to, um, you know, if you could also just quickly share with us, how can somebody request a demo from you? Um, and, you know, if there's any, um, any information about RX Billing Genie, any promotions that are going on that you wish to share with the audience, would love to um, kind of share that message through this platform. I'd be happy if you could share some words on that. Sure. So of course, you can see our website at www.rxbillinggenie.com. And on all our platforms, IG, Instagram, Facebook, it's all at, at rxbillinggenie. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. We're really excited to offer starting January, uh, 2023, we're going to do a deeply discounted um, one-year subscription at $50 mm -hmm. a year. We wow. wanted to do this. Yeah, we wanted to do this because of, especially because of the minor ailments and everything coming out at us once. We wanted our pharmacy colleagues to kind of not use, not use uh, costs as a, as mm -hmm. an you know, as a, something to stop you from trying this. So we wanted to, to offer this as, um, to get it in as many hands as possible so that we can, it would be great. You know, in the end, we can build a community within this and we can help each other because Absolutely. there are in there is a spot where you can leave comments and things that maybe worked for you or helped you. So we really want to, um, get, you know, there's four over 45,000, pharmacists across Canada yes something crazy like that so <laughs> there's a lot of us and we can help make each other's lives a lot easier if we work together Absolutely. also we're looking to expanding into the other the maritime provinces and things like that so we're also looking for um, people who might want to help with beta testing um, uh, in helping the app grow that way as well so definitely would love to hear from your 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 viewers my fellow brothers and sisters in pharmacy. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think the deal you have is incredible. It's $50 for the entire year. Um, that's yeah, a no-brainer. Like, like coffee. Exactly. That's and, even cheaper than coffee these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what is your frustration? What is your, you know, your peace of mind worth to you as far as I'm concerned? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I will definitely, um, you know, we will be linking your website below for sure. We'll also be linking your LinkedIn so that if anyone wishes to reach out to you directly, oh, yes, um, would love to, make, uh, you know, make sure that that connection is made so that uh, they can ask you questions related to your product. But 
truly I feel like what you have offered is is nothing short of like you know it, it's pennies when you convert it to per day oh, cost uh, you know it, it's nothing compared to the, the time that you would be saving that for yourself and your staff which you could be utilizing for other professional activities so if anything you're actually making money out of it right exactly losing money out Thank of it you. right so absolutely I would encourage everyone to check out that um, you know the website we'll be linking it down below in the description box we'll also be linking Shelly's contact information her LinkedIn profile in there so so feel free to reach out to her. I think she, you're a great mentor um, for anyone who's even looking to innovate. I feel like uh, you have so much to offer. Um, so if you, if, you know, um, I'm sure you'll be getting some questions and some interest around that too. <laughs> Uh, we'll be keeping you busy. That's for sure, Shelly. Um, but thank you again for, you know, making this time for creating such an innovative product, which, you know, nobody has really touched until this point in time in Canadian history. Um, and, and that really gives me immense pleasure that I'm able to have this incredible conversation with you. So thank you so much, Shelly. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this conversation. Um, feel free to check out the links that will be posted below. Um, and we will also be making sure that, uh, you know, any other information around our Spilling Genie is posted down below as well. So feel free to check out and reach out to Shelly uh, for any questions you have about the product that she has created. And with that, stay tuned until our next episode. With that, bye-bye. Bye-bye.